Hey family, what's up? I am up in the middle of the night. I'm usually up by 5 a.m. Currently it is 4.04 a.m. And I woke up with a thought on my mind. And I wanted to share with you all what that thought is because maybe it can help someone. So as I begin to like reflect, I've been thinking about some of the misinformation that we get when we're pregnant or just in general. There's so much misinformation out there about how we should live our life. So I'm sitting here, I'm laying in bed and I'm just thinking like, I think it's so important for us as people to really question things that society has told us that we should be doing, whether we should be doing this in our careers, whether we should be doing this as women, as men, uh, we should start questioning why we do the things that we do. So as I begin to sit and reflect on my, my pregnancy with my daughter, and for those of you who are new listeners, I have a daughter, she's currently five years old, five and a half, she'll be six in July. I'm a first-time mom, never been pregnant before. She was my first experience with pregnancy. I had a very healthy pregnancy during the whole almost 10 months. I never was sick. I, I, I never threw up. I never had preeclampsia. You know, pretty normal weight level. Everything was beautiful during my pregnancy. It was during the birthing process that I had a little bit of a challenge. But I've talked about that in my first episode when I talked about my my experience um, as a parent. So you can go back to the first episode and listen to that to find out what was my challenge during the birthing process. But today I wanted to sort of focus on, you know, just me as I begin to learn more about myself and learn more about just being a woman and being pregnant, I, I realized that I did some things really well and that I wanted to share with my listeners. And so sometimes I'm scrolling through social media and I read people's uh, journey as they're, as they're pregnant for the first time, the second or the third time. And often I see parents who struggle with Uh, pacifiers, weaning their toddlers off of pacifiers. And for me, that has never been a struggle. Like I've never had that problem because I've never given my daughter a pacifier. When I was pregnant, um, I tried my best to do a lot of research. I, I don't feel like I did enough research, but I tried my best to do a lot of research, um, giving birth, You know, I went out and connected with a doula. I also have an episode about getting a doula. I believe that's like episode two or three of this podcast. So go back and listen to that. And you can understand the benefits of having a doula. But I had a doula. I did some research on natural births. And that was my birth plan. I wanted to have my my baby naturally without any medications. Uh, Like I said, my pregnancy was beautiful because I didn't. I didn't get sick and I had this plan. My birth plan didn't go as as I wanted it. Um, So 
in order to sort of gain back my power and some control, because I feel like when you go to the hospital, there's so many doctors, nurses, so many people trying to tell you what to do, how to breathe, how to do this. And we forget. And sometimes we're just not in the right state of mind because we're dealing with contractions, we're dealing with pain. And so we can't really think for ourselves. And that's why it's important to have people in the in the in the birthing room with you if you do decide to give birth at the hospital. Personally, I've learned from my first experience that if I ever was to have another child, I would do a home birth. I would get a midwife and I would get a I'll keep a doula and I'll I would do a home birth. I would not do a birth at the hospital because I feel like that takes away your power as a woman, as a new mom, to make decisions, important decisions. The closest thing to death is giving birth. I really believe that. I heard that statement a long time ago. Anything could happen while you're giving birth, while you're in labor. Anything could happen. And so I understand the mindset is that people go to the hospital because they put all their faith and trust in these doctors and so they go to the hospitals for that extra level of safety and security. That's the mindset. That's what we've been programmed and conditioned to think. Now, I'm not here to sway anybody not to go to the hospital. I'm just saying, if you're pregnant for the first time, do your research. Figure out the pros and cons of a hospital birth versus a home birth. Understand the difference between the two. And, and have some faith and confidence in your, in your intuition. Have some faith and confidence in yourself to know what's best for you. Always advocate and do what's best for you. Don't allow other people to influence you to make decisions that your body and your mind just doesn't agree with. So back to my experience when I said that I wanted to have some power and control. I ended up my first birth. I did have a doula. Um, I had support with me at the hospital, but I was really resistant. I remember being resistant towards going to the hospital. First of all, when I first got there, they told me that I was only, I believe at the time, three centimeters dilated and that they literally told me that I couldn't stay in the hospital unless I was to take some type of medication. And they told me that if I didn't take some type of medication, to like soothe my contractions or whatever that I would be sent home because I wasn't dilated enough. So of course, I didn't want any medications. I didn't want to be drugged up. I wasn't drugged up for the whole nine, 10 months. So why would I want to be drugged up during labor? So I allowed them to send me home. And I remember being so angry and so furiated and so frustrated and feeling so powerless because my contractions were so bad that I felt like I I needed to be like somewhere where people could take care of me, love on me, help me breathe and all of that. And so the hospital didn't provide that for me. In fact, they just turned me away and sent me home. And I remember saying to them, I'm not coming back here. And I remember being in the car with my doula, with my mom. And I remember saying that I want to give birth at home. But the people that were with me, they thought I was like insane. They were like, home birth? Like... That was so foreign to them that they, they, I believe that they were fearful. And so I did end up going home. I ended up getting in the tub 
and that was able to soothe some of my contractions. But when I got out the tub, I ended up laying on my um, recliner. And again, I, I didn't know any better back then. One of the things that I've learned from my birthing experience is do not lay on your back when giving birth. That's like the worst thing that you can do. It actually slows down the birthing process. I didn't know that. Nobody taught me that back then. When you go to the hospitals, the first thing that they do after they give you your hospital clothes to put on, they put you in a bed and literally you lay there and you suffer. It literally feels like you're suffering. And so I didn't know any better. So yes, I'm at home. I'm laying on my recliner. My contractions are very intense. No one like kind of explained to me like, and my doula, she was very helpful. So this is not to discredit her. Um, She, you know, got me up a few times, held my hand, had me walk around, had me breathe. And I mean, she was guiding me, but to be honest, I was so out of it. I was in so much pain from my contractions. I was having really intense contractions, but I wasn't dilating. It was just really intense. Um, and not not for nothing. According to my doctor's perception, I was 42 weeks pregnant. Personally, I always felt like they had my due date wrong. I just knew that instinctively from the beginning of being pregnant. Um, so trust your body. When these doctors tell you like, oh, well, you're 42 weeks pregnant, so we're going to have to induce you. Like, you can refuse. You can say, no, I'm not allowing you to induce me. I'm going to go home and wait for the baby to be ready to come. And they'll tell you, like, it's going to complicate your placenta. It's going to cause birth. They'll tell you so many things to put you in a fear fear state mind. Remember, the whole purpose of our doctors is that they it, they went in the field so that they can help people, but also they went in the field to help themselves. They want, they get paid. If you don't have a baby at the hospital, they don't get paid. So if you're not sick, they don't get paid. So you have to think about it like, these people, do they really have our best interests at heart? Or is everything about capitalism and money? Most of the time, when you're looking at it, it's about capitalism and money first, and then maybe second, your best interest. So you have to advocate for yourself. You have to put yourself first and you have to trust your instinct and and stand your ground. Like the things that I know now that I didn't know back then, I would do things totally different. So anyways, I didn't want to go back to the hospital. I was at home and my contractions were very intense. I didn't want to go back to the hospital. My mom, my doula, my family, other family members, everybody kept saying, you're going to the hospital, you're going to the hospital. So, of course, me being outnumbered, they ended up taking me back to the hospital. Long story short, like I said, you can go back to the first episode to to get the answers as to what happened during my labor, um, how I ended up giving uh, birth to my daughter. It... So anyways, I wanted to get out here. Is it like I said, it's like four in the morning and I've, I was like woke up thinking about this. So I was going to say I was like, let me just do a quick podcast and maybe it will help someone. So the main point of this discussion is to say trust your instincts when it comes to 
you as a woman and your intuition and your body. Nobody knows your body better than you. I believe as a woman, God has given all women intuition and a keen sense of like knowing yourself. Sometimes we are clouded in our judgment because we are too quick to think with other people's brains or we're too quick to be persuaded to do things that society or our family or whomever tells us to do that sometimes our judgment is clouded because we're not trusting our own decision making. We become indecisive. We become confused. No, get into a space where you can tap into your higher self, where you can pray and ask God for wisdom and allow your instinct and your intuition to lead and guide your decisions. So that's really what I wanted to say. But I know I wanted to also talk about pacifiers. I often see women say that they have to wean their child off of a pacifier. And some of these kids are like two, three, four, five. I don't know. I don't really know the age where parents start weaning their kids off of pacifiers. But for me, when I was pregnant, I did some research and Kids don't really need pacifiers. I know that there's this stuff out there, research out there was saying like, you know, it's a great way to soothe and calm down a child, especially if a child um, cries a lot. Or, you know, there's doctors that would tell you that a pacifier will help with sudden infant death syndrome. Like it'll, it'll be able to, you know, deter that, stop that from happening. But personally, my experience... I did not give my daughter a pacifier. I don't remember. There was an article that I read when I was pregnant, but it was just like, I started questioning, like, what is the purpose of a pacifier? Like, I was reading articles about the benefits of skin-to-skin contact for soothing your baby, the benefits of, like, breastfeeding, um, and just creating that natural bond, the nurturing is so much more important than sticking a foreign object in your child's mouth. Um, if your baby is crying uncontrollably or just crying in general, it's probably because they want a connection with you. They're crying because they want attention and affection. They're crying because they are hungry. They're crying for a reason. They're not crying because they want you to stick a foreign object in their mouth and just to keep them quiet. So like, I I really, I don't want to be judgmental for any parents out there who have, who didn't know better and who give, gave their child a pacifier at birth in the hospital. Baby's not even one day old yet. And we're already sticking foreign, foreign objects in their mouth. I'm not judging you. You made the best decision with the information that you had at the time. Somebody told you that that was the right thing to do, and you went with it. You didn't question it. Understandable. But now that you hear this podcast, question me too, but question yourself. Like, what was the purpose of doing that? Because now the baby is older, a toddler now, and now you're struggling to take away that thing from them. The very one thing that they use from birth all the way up to two, three years old to soothe themselves. Now you're taking that away from them. So it's like, it's like 
almost like it feels like a punishment for them. Like you've been soothing yourself on your own, self-regulating with this pacifier. And now I'm going to remove this from you, your comfort. And to me, it, it, it sounds like harsh, right? Even though from the beginning, they shouldn't have had the pacifier. Then you wouldn't have to wean them off of it. If you as a parent would have made the decision not to give them the pacifier and had a little bit more patience, especially if you have a baby that cries a lot and just like really found a way to connect with them, that skin to skin contact, you know, singing, singing to them or breastfeeding. If and I know that there's women out there who would sit, listen to this and say, well, I couldn't breastfeed. And I understand that people have different health issues or people just struggle and they can't breastfeed or whatever. So they had to find a different way. But that's what I mean about taking your power back. If you are a person like that, that couldn't breastfeed for whatever reasons, you still have a way to soothe your child. You still could have had the skin to skin contact. There's other things that you could have done um, to calm and soothe your baby other than sticking a pacifier in their mouth. So I just wanted to bring that up. If you're a new parent and you're listening to this podcast, think about these things. Think about this. Like, why do we do certain things? Like, why do we give our kids pacifiers? Why do we give our kids formula? Like, to me, me, like, all of that stuff, man-made, foreign stuff that we do to our kids is the reason why our kids end up you know, having more health issues or dental issues in the long run. Like my daughter just never had a pacifier before. And I'm, I am proud that I've never given her one because I didn't have to struggle with weaning her off. And she doesn't have any currently at five. She doesn't have any dental issues. You know, her teeth are way straighter than mine. And um, she, she doesn't need to soothe herself in that way. Like she knows that if she's in distress, her comfort comes from mommy. Like even now at five years old, if she needs comfort, I'm going to provide that for her. If she needs to be on top of my chest, skin to skin, as if she was a newborn, I will provide that for her. Because to me, that's what a mom does. They nurture and they care for their child. Um, Even as an adult, I can remember feeling like I just needed to be next to my mom. I think that that's something that never really leaves us. Like climbing in the bed with our mom, wanting to cuddle with our mom. There's something very comforting about having that body heat and connection with the person that you shared a, a womb with for 10 months or nine months. There, To me, pregnancy is a spiritual connection. It's a way to tap into your higher self. And so I really hope that this podcast is beneficial. Like I literally woke up in the middle of the night and I said, I'm just going to do a podcast on this because people need to hear this. And there are going to be people out there that's going to be grateful that they tuned in. And there's going to be people that are out there that may be questioning my decision making. And that's fine, too. That's the whole point. The whole point is to get you to challenge your own belief systems and challenge the way that we've been conditioned to think. I really want people to get in the habit of thinking for themselves and asking the most important question, why? Why do I do the things that I do? And what evidence do I have to support my decisions? 
am I doing this because mommy told me to do this? Am I doing this because daddy told me to do this? Am I doing this because this is the way that it's always been done? Just because something has always been done that way doesn't mean that that's the right way. And so we have to really start challenging some of our belief systems. And once you begin to do that, that's when you tap into your higher self. So I hope this podcast really was um, helpful to you all. I am going to just post it. I'm not going to replay this. So if there's grammar errors or if I sound silly, I'm sorry. But I really just wanted to get the message out. Um, I hope and pray that if there's a woman that's pregnant for the first time, I hope that she can literally do some research on the difference between a home birth and having birth at a hospital. Why or why you sh- why or why not you should breastfeed what can help you produce more breast milk what's a, a better better alternative if you have a health issue and you can't breastfeed uh, what's a better alternative than formula how to soothe the baby besides giving them a pacifier um, why is it important to like do keto stretching and like kegel i'm sorry kegels uh, for your vagina like stretching and you know also like giving birth by squatting not by laying on your back like I didn't know that I didn't know that I didn't know I was supposed to squat I didn't know I was supposed to like sit up be on all fours now also I wanted to say like don't be lazy during your pregnancy I know pregnancy can be a lot on women and I know different women experience different things but I'm only speaking from my own personal experience my pregnancy, I never got sick. I said that over and over again, but I wasn't lazy. I wasn't just eating whatever I wanted to eat. I was like being intentional. What got me to be intentional, to be honest, at one point, I didn't recognize that I was eating a whole lot of pasta. And at, at one point, again, not knowing better, I, I went to all my doctor's appointments. I never missed one. I did everything that they sort of sort of told me to do. And this is why I'm telling you, don't. Don't always do everything that they tell you to do. Like think for yourself and question the doctors and question yourself and and, and really challenge some of these belief systems. But anyways, I had a beautiful pregnancy. I did go to all my doctor's appointments and I took my prenatals and all of that stuff. But the most important thing that I did was I ate healthy and I exercised. I remember being in a gym nine months pregnant, working out. Like, not intense workout, but, like, walking and stretching and getting on those little balls and sitting on those and walking on a treadmill and things like that. And I think that that helped. I think a lot of women, they take advantage of pregnancy in a, in a, in a wrong way. Like, they think that it's, that it's a time for them to eat whatever they want, sleep all the time. Like, literally, that's, like, depressing. I wouldn't, I wouldn't encourage that. Uh So anyways, pregnancy is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. Labor can be beautiful as well. And raising your child can also be beautiful. There's different levels and different stages. Uh, So embrace it all. Embrace it all, but trust your instinct. Have some faith. Challenge your belief systems. And please do your research do your research. God bless. I hope you guys have an amazing week. 
speak to you soon.